Hey everybody, David Plummer here, along with Michael Ferguson from Aerial Influence. This is part two of our episode, Police Using Drones. We're also joined by Matt Udeloven of the Elgin Police Department. If you know anything about drone departments, if you're a police officer that's wanting to start a drone department, this is the right podcast to listen to simply because Matt is here. We're so happy he's joined us. Uh, I know we got our first question. Michael wanted to ask him something about, uh, yeah, go I, ahead. I, I just wanted to finish mowing first, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, no. Uh, we've got some background noise. We're outside. We're trying to be uh, COVID free, but um, yeah, Matt, we wanted to kind of go over some of the pain points on starting a, a drone program. Okay. And I, I know that we've, we've kind of talked about this where um, we've got the public, we're kind of onboarding the public and, and, and letting them know what you're going to be using the drone for. And then we've also got uh, things like, um, you know, how, how, we, how to actually integrate the drone into a useful tool where it's not getting in the way or not taking up extra time. But, but yeah, let's, let's start with like, just, you know, when you very, when you started, you, you kind of had an idea of how to go about this. And that was with the public forum, right? Yes. Yes. To, the, the two main, uh, the focal points that we are concentrated on is a needs assessment. Do we actually need a drone? And the more research that we did, it uh, was, was just popping up time and time again that drones, uh, in all reality, save you time, money, and resources, and increase your personal safety. So drones could be used for a number of things. We went through our calls for service and found hundreds, if not thousands, of calls annually that a drone could have either handled or assisted and played some part in. So there was definitely a needs justification yeah, for it. The, the second part was to get the public on board. You know, even though it's one thing to go out and buy an item, or in this case a drone, but if you don't have the public support, you're going to go through a lot of scrutiny and have difficult uh, times in having a successful program. So yeah. we held a, a public forum. You know, we announced it uh, weeks in advance, and we had the community come together and basically had a, uh, a meeting in our rec center with uh, about 35 to 40 citizens showed up and uh, we basically did like an hour and a half question answer and, and went over the drone capabilities and, and more importantly what we would be utilizing the drone for right. to kind of ease their mind to not have the the unknown questions you know why do the police need a drone what will they be doing with it? right and and some of the questions that you were asked like right off the bat were what well, there's, some... there's been a stereotype of you know, if the fire department gets a drone, it's it's to check for heat sources for burning buildings and things of that nature. If the police get a drone, they're, they're going to be doing surveillance. I don't want them looking in my window. And and that's just now what we're doing. We explain right. that we're basically looking more to, you know, uh, life-saving measures to, for search and rescue, missing persons, uh, traffic crash diagramming to open up the roadways in, in a quicker way than uh, take doing measurements the old-fashioned way. Right. Uh, and just basically showing them how it's going to save time, money. Uh, and resources, and it was very well received. Um, we, we we had a lot of questions, but a lot of positive feedback, and it, and it basically educated the community because uh, this is relatively new still. Right, so, right. There's a lot of unknowns, and people don't necessarily have the answers or an understanding of what drones are or what they're being used for. This, um, going back to kind of you had said that about a third of your callouts were actually helping other communities, mm-hmm. and so two thirds are. are you're, you're doing it on, on your turf in Elgin. Um, do you have like a guesstimate of, of the stuff that you're doing in Elgin? 
what is kind of like a search and rescue versus maybe like a crash scene? Because sometimes those are two different drones a lot of times. A, a few months back, I would probably tell you it's about 50-50, search and rescue or traffic crash. But now we're gonna, I'm going to throw in more of our uh, tactical negotiator or SWAT team. We're, we're doing more training with them for indoor and outdoor applications. So we have had a couple of SWAT call-outs now uh, this last six weeks. So I, I would have to say search and rescue is still probably about half. Okay. And uh, we're probably 35 40% traffic crash and 10 or so percent kind of creeping in, uh, in a SWAT aspect. Okay, great. Can you give us a story on uh, a time when, you know, obviously drones are, are just a tool in the tool shed kind of for police as they are in a lot of different industries. Sure. Can you give us a time when a drone was brought in and was able to do something, uh, was able to aid in a specific situation where if the drone hadn't been there, it would have been a completely different outcome. Sure. And, and David, you hit it right, right spot on. It, it, it is another tool in the toolbox. Getting a drone is not going to solve all your problems. Mm -hmm. It is simply another resource for you. So uh, we still need our canine partners. We still need personnel, boots on the ground, and things like that. But uh, just a, a couple that uh, kind of come to mind immediately, uh, assisting an outside agency, a missing person, went into a rather large forest, and this person had some medical conditions. And it had been several hours in the winter. It's about 28 degrees out, mm -hmm. snowing. And officers, uh, you know, had been cruising the forest preserve with their PA system and, uh, you know, their thermal uh, devices on the ground and looking around and came up empty. And as soon as we popped the drone up in the air, the thermal night vision had a rather large heat source uh, <laughs> that was pretty clearly identified uh, as a as a human. And uh, they went out uh, quite a ways uh, <laughs> that I'm, I question if they would have actually found this person out in the wetlands. And uh, they went out and... Uh, Saved the person's life, literally. The doctor said uh, he had a few hours uh, wow. to live, and and that's got that's, that's got to really be so, something that makes it all worthwhile. Oh, I mean, I, I mean if, yeah. if that doesn't pay for your program right there, yeah. And, uh, and, you know, and, and that agency has since then, uh, you know, we were called out uh, three times for them uh, last year, and they have since started a drone program, huh. and they, they've seen the benefits yeah. of it. And that's kind of what we're looking to do in the mutual aid aspect is yeah. to assist each other, but kind of show you how to get started and. You know, just a, another real quick one. Um, we had uh, some car thieves run off into a, another like prairie grass type application. And, and this time canine dogs were out in the area and we had the thermal up in the air and, and uh, we're having radio contact with them. And the canine obviously uh, was upwind and uh, was literally three or four feet from the suspect hiding in the prairie grass. <laughs> so uh, it could have been a dangerous situation, but we literally said it's uh you know, we got a hot spot three or four feet on your left, and uh, they took that subject into custody. Wow. It was embedded in prairie grass. The, the dog didn't even see it. So huh. That's or, or incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So, good. see, everybody, people think that it's, you know, somebody's out there doing surveillance or something, and usually yep. it's uh, trying to save a life or catch a bad guy. And so that's that's right. that's the way we that's the way we want it. So, all right, that's it for this episode. We got, this is number two. We've got four more episodes left to go with Matt Udalovin from the Elgin Police Department. He is the head of the drone program. You got to come back for episode three. We're going to be talking a lot more. We'll see you then. Drones are our future, and we want to be here as a resource for you. So subscribe to our emails to get the latest drone knowledge. As always, thank you for listening. We're excited to share the future of drones with you.